0: It is so good to hear from Paul, to listen to his voice and see his face. Uh, He and Janice are such a beautiful gift to me personally and to the whole uh, Pillar community. I've asked Jonathan if he would sing for us a prayer that is familiar to those of us who've gathered in this place. If you know it and want to pray along, go ahead. Uh, If you don't, just soak it in. are listening to your word, morning and evening we come, to delight in the words of our God. Give us eyes to see, give us faith to hear, that the word has come that the word is. Here. Thank you Jonathan. I've asked a few other friends to help me too. Um, Maddie Makitka, a recent graduate of Hope College, is going to read for us from an excerpt of a book by Dietrich Bonhoeffer titled Life together. Uh, Maddie lives near Wheaton, Illinois. She's an absolute rock star. She's the kind of person you want your child to grow up to be like. Uh, And then Olivia Rowland. Olivia was in a Bible study with uh, my family several years ago. Now she's a nurse out in Colorado. Her honest journey of faith in Christ uh, is one I would commend to all of you. She's going to read an excerpt from a book by a man named a British pastor named John Stott, in a book titled Contemporary Christianity, First Maddie and Bonhoeffer. Hello, Pillar community. These are the good words from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. The First service one owes to others in the community involves listening to them. We do God's work for our brothers and sisters when we learn to listen to them. So often, Christians, especially preachers, think that their only service is always having to offer something when they are together with other people. Many people seek a sympathetic ear and do not find it among Christians because these Christians are talking when they should be listening. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was killed on April 9, 1945 for resisting Nazi Germany just three weeks before Hitler took his own life. Uh, Now Olivia from John Stott. One of the most important and neglected ingredients of Christian discipleship is the cultivation of a listening ear. Bad listeners do not make good disciples. When you think how versatile the human ear is, which God has made, it is a thousand pities that we do not put it to better use and develop our capacity for listening. Involuntary deafness is a grievous hardship. Deliberate deafness is both a sin and a folly. Stott died. Peacefully with his family and friends around him, about ten years ago, they were reading to him scripture aloud as they listened to Handel's Messiah. Thank you, Maddie and Olivia, for helping us today. Uh, so, with Stott and Bonhoeffer stirring your spirit, I want you to listen to this from Jesus. It's the Sermon on the Mount. It's chapter seven. It's verses twenty-four through twenty-seven. Everyone who hears. These words of mine, Jesus is, uh, he's using our word, listen. Whoever listens to these words of mine, I don't think he just has the Sermon on the Mount in mind, though certainly the Sermon on the Mount. I think all of the things he said that show up in any of your red letter Bibles, and not just the red letters, but everything in the entirety of the canon, Jesus is the word of God enfleshed. Whoever hears, whoever listens to these words of mine, he says, and I'll stop interrupting myself. Whoever hears these words of mine and acts on them is like the wise one who built the house on the rock. The rains came. The streams rose. The winds blew and beat against the house, but it didn't fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Whoever hears these words of mine and does not act on them as like the foolish person who builds the house in the sand. The rains came, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a tremendous crash. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's again Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27. It might be good to grab it in a Bible near you. Over the last several weeks, this is the seventh Sunday of Eastertide. During the season of Eastertide, within the Pillar community, we've been walking our way through the Sermon on the Mount. We're calling it Resurrection in Crisis, Listening to Jesus. You've got one more week, like five days, to video record yourself reciting a section, a sentence of the Sermon on the Mount, and send it to me and we'll stitch the whole thing together. We're calling it Resurrection in Crisis, Listening to Jesus. Resurrection because... That's the reality of the world crisis because that's what everyone's talking about. Listening to Jesus because that's what we need. It would be good just to listen at all, just to practice listening, the fundamental practice of basic human decency. And if you're a Christian, listen to Jesus. Jesus, the the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Listen to Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Listen to Jesus, the crucified, now risen one, alive and ascended, ruling and reigning over all creation for all time until he comes again to make all things new and to make all things right. Listen to Jesus. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them is like the wise man. Now The wise woman, the wise one, wisdom. Wisdom, we are in need of wisdom. It is in short supply and high demand. Wisdom, not the word I would use to describe this moment. There are other words that uh, are being used like volatile. That's the word used to describe the stock market this week, volatility. And so our hearts are volatile up and down with the market. Spikes, Uh, not the cleats on the bottom of shoes baseball players can't wear right now, but the threat of the impending doom. Unprecedented, a word I've heard more often than I can count. About this season, we, we're trying to come, maybe it's a little bit like 9-11, or, or, and, then, and then it was maybe a little bit like World War II, and then the, the, the flu of 1918, and then the Black Plague of 1347. If we go far enough back, we'll get to the fall itself. Let's just stick with unprecedented, volatile, and spikes, and unprecedented, and have we forgotten immigration, and deportation, and refugees, and persecution in Nigeria, and abortion in America, and a humanitarian crisis in Yemen. We need wisdom. We need wisdom. I like the prayer. I think it's by Reinhold Niebuhr, titled The Serenity Prayer. God, grant us serenity to accept what we cannot change, courage to change what we can, and wisdom to know the difference. Wisdom. 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 We are in desperate need of wisdom. I've been looking around for images of wisdom. Have you ever noticed the wise one never seems to talk too much? You never have to say to the wise one, hey, could you quiet down? Rather, you're inviting, would you speak up? The wise one never seems to be in a hurry, never reactive, never too loud, always seemingly in control of her body. Wisdom, I've been looking around for... Images of wisdom. Wisdom seems patient, kind. It doesn't seem envious or arrogant or boastful or rude. It doesn't seem to insist on its own way. You see what I'm doing. Wisdom. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them is like the wise one. Jesus doesn't leave us to tap into some deep resource in ourselves or search the world around to find the one who gets it right all the time. It's not just the capacity of a few uniquely gifted ones. It's an invitation to any and all of us, wisdom to any and all of us who will listen Listen, wisdom, listen, wisdom. Everyone who hears, who listens to these words of mine is like the wise one. Wisdom is born of listening and gives way to action everyone who hears these words of mine, and acts on them, those provocative words by Bonhoeffer that Maddie offered to us earlier. Bonhoeffer himself was killed for resisting Nazi Germany. Wisdom does not mean passivity. It leads to action. Which is, frankly, kind of hard to know what to do sometimes it's kind of hard to know how to act sometimes when we're we're, when we're cruising along on the bubble of life it's kind of hard when things are relatively normal it's kind of hard to know what to do and then you throw a pandemic in the mix what should we do the best practices of most organizations are ill-equipped to engage what's going on now what What should we do? Most of us, most of the time, look around for some sort of communal consensus on how to act and how to behave, but there's no communal consensus right now, so what should we do? Wisdom, born of listening, leads to action, but sometimes it's hard to know what to do, which is why I want you to notice exactly what Jesus says. He says, everyone who listens to these words of mine. He doesn't leave us alone in our acting. He invites us to listen to him, to listen to his life, to follow his way, to imitate him. That's wisdom. Wisdom shows up in loving your neighbor and your enemy, praying for those who persecute you. Wisdom shows up in not being angry. Wisdom shows up in blessing the hungry. Jesus doesn't leave us alone wondering how to act. He invites us to follow his way. That's wisdom. Uh, When all of this went down, by my count, it was March 12. uh, At some point, I'm not sure what was the inspiration, uh, but you were invited to record yourself singing the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. I thought, I mean, I I grew up singing it. I kind of figured everybody who grew up in the church sort of knew it, but apparently not, based on the videos you sent me, clearly clearly not. Uh, A few of you, uh, this is a recording of a few of you uh, singing the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Listen to this. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face,
1: and things of our
0: earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. <laughs> That's wisdom. Look to Jesus, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Wisdom born of listening leads to the action of following Christ. So that when the storms rage, and they do... When the winds blow and they will, when the streams rise, that's what Jesus was saying. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them is like the wise one who builds the house on the rock. The the rains come, the streams rise, the winds blow and beat against the house. One of the things I love about the Christian faith, it does not shy away from pain. It does not turn a blind eye to challenge. It stares it straight in the face. It doesn't wallow. But it's honest. I love that about Christianity. I mean, we're the people who most of the time on a Sunday morning, gather to confess our sins. to be honest. You've been told, you know, to, to absorb positive thinking. I'm sure it's a great idea. you probably should. I think it's also a great idea to be honest. And not just about your shortcomings or failures, but about the realities of the world. The rains fall, the streams rise, the winds blow and beat against the house, and it's fallen now. The streams are rising today. The winds are blowing hard. I'm thinking of my friend, elderly woman, who knows a chronic pain. She said to me once, it's not so much the physical pain, it's the crushing reality of the pain on my spirit. That's so painful. Um, I'm thinking of my friend uh, whose marriage didn't make it, who thinks in terms of guilt and shame rather than forgiveness and grace. I'm thinking of my alcoholic buddy. AA meetings and Celebrate Recovery groups just haven't gotten him out of grabbing another drink the rains fall, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house. I love that Christianity is willing, that Jesus is willing to be honest about the challenges. We don't shy away from the challenge, nor do we shy away from hope. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them is like the wise one who builds the house on the rock. The rains came, the streams rise, the winds blow and beat against the house, but it doesn't fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Don't make me sing. On Christ the solid, it doesn't fall. It will not fall. Though my heart and flesh may fail, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. It will not fall. We will not fall. I like the way the canons of Dort Puts it that beloved confession of the Reformed tradition. God is faithful, mercifully strengthening you in the grace once conferred on you and powerfully preserving you in it to the end. It will not fall. We will not fall. And since this is the seventh Sunday of Eastertide, can I borrow from the Apostle Paul? Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It will not fall. We will not fall. Can I borrow from St. John? Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. Can I borrow from our brother Paul? Those who live, live to the Lord. And those who die, die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. How about the Apostle Paul in a different place? I've learned to be content in every and all circumstances. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We will not fall. It will not fall, is the promise of the gospel. Wisdom born of listening leads to the action of following Jesus so that when the storms rage, you're sustained. I've gone on too long. I'm sorry. I'll let my friend Alyssa, who's been a part of the community Pillar community for just a few months, uh, close us out with these words from Jesus. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.